and the blog. I have had people, I'm working with some people now that are in Texas. They're going to relocate here. They found me on hashtag Soboka. So it does help. It takes a little time. It's like anything. You plant the seeds, you nurture your garden, and then things start to take off. You are listening to The Real Estate Sessions with Bill Rissa of Fidelity National Title, Tampa District. The Real Estate Sessions podcast is part of the Industry Syndicate Media Network. For additional real estate podcasts, check out industrysyndicate.com. Now, your host, Bill Rissa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 195 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. Yes, 200 is just around the corner. I'm still trying to figure out who's going to be my guest on episode 200. If you have ideas, shoot them my way. Thank you so much for tuning in and thank you so much for telling a friend. It's how this uh, little corner of the internet continues to grow. I really appreciate it. It allows me to continue to do what I'm passionate about, which is find out about people in our business. And today I'm thrilled to be staying in the home state of Florida. I'm going to be we're talking to uh, the, the one and only Michelle Belisari, Remax Services, so Boca, down at Boca Raton. Michelle, welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Oh my gosh, I love that introduction. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Now look, first of all, it's Boca Raton. Am I saying that right for, for the non-Floridians listening? You are, and yes, and you should know that because you're in Florida. But yes, it's Boca Raton, long O, not like rattan, like right. the furniture. Right. You hear that every now and then, right? When we had the uh, presidential debates in Boca, like I, I can't remember when, and we had to literally like put things out there so the news media said it correctly because they weren't. And it was, awesome. it was like, look, we're time. And we're like, oh, no. It's so, Raton. Yeah. Good. Oh. A lot of us know you from your hashtag, SoBoca. And uh, so my first question is for you. Like many of us, there are a lot of transplants in Florida. Are you a native of the, of the Sunshine State? Or if not, where did you grow up? I'm not actually. I grew up in Canada. I am O Canada. I was born in Vancouver and uh, moved around Canada uh, until I was in 10th grade. My father built the first water slide in South Florida in Lighthouse Point and moved our entire family to Boca Raton. And I was in between 10th and 11th grade. I was not happy about it until I realized I could go to the beach every day. And been here since 1978. So I've been here a, really a long time, like over 40 years. I have to ask you a couple questions about Vancouver. Do you do you have opportunity to go back every now and yeah. then? Are there family there? Yeah, no, I, I have family there. I don't get out there. And it's actually on my list of places to go back to. My daughter, my oldest daughter is a flight attendant. And um, I talked to her about that recently. I'm like, we really, I'd like to go back to Vancouver. I have a, a an aunt there and a, a couple cousins there. My wife and I've made a couple of trips up there over the years when we lived in San Diego and it's by far on the, mm. on the West side of this continent. It's the best city ever. It's such a cool place to hang out. So yeah, big Vancouver fan. I love it. I remember a lot of it from when I was little. So there you go. But yeah. I do want to go back because first of all, we're foodies, love, love food. The Vancouver vibe is very cool. And with social media, I have kind of had the opportunity to really connect with my Canadian, you know, real estate professionals and social media folks, which is really, really nice. So I get to see a lot more of Vancouver on my Instagram stories and, and feeds and stuff than I ever did before, which is nice. 
Is one of those people Sonny Leonarduzzi? Yes, it is. I love her uh, YouTube, <laughs> and I love everything that she does. She's actually, I looked to Sunny when I was revamping my, my horrible YouTube channel at the end of uh, 2017 on how to do the, um, what do you call it, the, the teaser part yeah. of your mm -hmm. YouTube mm -hmm. uh, to introdu introduce. So I started looking at Sunny. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this girl's fantastic. And she is. She's just great. For anyone out there listening, go look her up on YouTube. Tremendous marketing ideas. Uh, uh, and really, really, really good to follow. So you get yeah. to Florida. What was 15-year-old Michelle going to be when she grew up? You know, it's so funny because I tell people, my family did not talk about going to colleges and university when I lived up in Canada. And I moved down here. From London, Ontario. So, like I said, we moved around a lot, Calgary and then London. So, we moved down here. And I come to Boca High Community High School, and all these kids are talking about is what they're going to do with their SATs. I'm like, what the heck is an SAT? And what school are they going to go to? Are they going to go to Florida State? Or are they going to go to University of Florida? I'm like, oh my God, I don't even know what these people are talking about. So, listen, you know, I moved from one country to another country, and everything was kind of turned upside down on how things were done in high school. And so, but I picked up on that really fast. And so 15 year old Michelle was busy going to the beach and I didn't have to take a lot of classes because I had already completed so much that I didn't need to take a lot for my degree here, but I stayed through 12th grade and, um, you know, I just got involved in school. I did, you know, drill team and it was just cool. It was everything you would think the United States is from proms, which what's a prom, you know, um, the football games, hockey was really big up in Canada. You know, every aspect of it was just cool. I'm grateful every day that my dad moved us to, to South Florida and Boca. I mean, I hated him at the time, but right. uh, once I, it was just fantastic growing up here. Just fantastic. So what was your uh, first career uh, out of school? Because I find that for most people in the business, it definitely is not real estate. Well, and going back to what you had asked me too, which is what, what do I want to be? I didn't, I had no idea. So my first career out of college, actually I did work in a real estate office, but I didn't, I didn't become a realtor. And it's funny because nobody suggested that I become a realtor, even though I'd been in sales uh, throughout high school and in college, I worked retail and I also did telemarketing for Cox Cable, which is HBO, Showtime, the movie channel, and Disney. When I was in Gainesville, I went to university. I ended up going to University of Florida, but I started off at the Art Institute because I liked interior design. And then I switched, went to Santa Fe and transferred to UF and uh, my degrees in advertising, which I never did any advertising. But once I graduated, I knew that I wanted to work in sales and I wanted to maybe work for a cosmetic company like Maybelline or Estee Lauder. Well, I ended up getting my first job, believe it or not, with the Men and Company. And I sold Lady Speed Stick, Baby Magic, and Speed Stick to all the food, drug, and mass accounts down here in South Florida. And then about nine months into that, friends of mine from Tarpon Springs, right over in your neck of the woods, a really good friend of mine was working for a company called Warner Lambert. And Warner Lambert, which many people don't realize, Listerine, Lubriderm, Tux, Anusol, Benadryl, Sudafed, Schick. Zantac, Efferdent, all of these big, big brands. So I ended up getting the job 
And for 10 years, I worked for Warner Lambert down here again, calling on food, drug and mass like Publix and Eckerd Drugs at the time. And we would do special events and uh, we would do contests at these stores. And uh, we had such a great district all the time that corporate up in New Jersey allowed us our own small marketing budget to do these special golfing events and the Chris Everett Pro Celebrity and things like that. And so I worked for them for 10 years. And my mom became very sick in 1997. I took a leave of absence. And honestly, I, I never went back. I needed a change. Pfizer had purchased Warner Lambert. Uh, you know, they took the takeover. And it wasn't quite the same as it was, but I was ready for a change. So I, you know, started looking into real estate, but I didn't get my license until 2003. Okay. But I had the sales and marketing pretty much down. Oh yeah, that part of it I, I think is a huge advantage coming into the business, and and I for me, you, you really sense that in the way um, you've embraced, you know, kind of we'll call it lifestyle marketing. Is that some of that brought with you from the corporate world that you kind of brought with you into uh, into the real estate space? I pro I would probably say yes. I think because we were given such great leeway. Um, Warner Lambert was not a traditional pharma company. And actually, actually, I do take it back. I actually did go into pharmaceutical sales after that. I totally forgot for like three years, which again, is a little more buttoned up. But I would say Warner Lambert, uh, to this day, I thank God that I worked for that company. I had great mentors. They had great training. And yeah, I think it did help me embrace the lifestyle marketing idea because we did these these events, these like golf outings and the tennis. And then, you know, Warner Lambert through Schick in particular, uh, did a lot of sporting events like um, the Final Four, the Marlins, the Miami Heat and things like that. And so we were really exposed to some really cool opportunities. And that is part of lifestyle, especially down here in South Florida, as they were getting these major teams all kind of one time, you know, it was like all of a sudden we had the Marlins and the Heat. Wow. Boom. And then we had hockey, you know, it was like, boom, boom, boom. So yeah, I think lifestyle marketing and branding is, is a really cool opportunity because you can also put your own personality into it. You're not doing somebody else's personality. You know, I did have some, some key influencers in my life, uh, during my Warner Lambert days. And I, I love my friend MJ. And, uh, of course, we never talk about a, she's from Memphis, but she is, she is like a sister to me. And uh, I learned a tremendous amount from her in regard to business and lifestyle and how you could blend the two together and have a work-life balance too, which I think is very important. Let's, let's continue down that path a little bit. You, you talk about having a, um, someone who was there for you, kind of a mentor. Today, if, if you look at Michelle Belisari and Michelle, I'm sorry, B. Belisari all over, uh, all over the <laughs> internet, fun. right? Yeah. You operate on a lot of different levels, though. I want to start with blogging because I think you're so consistent and put out a ton of content. And I think many, many agents start and stop in that you know channel almost all the time. So first of all, talk about the mm -hmm. importance for it, how it's helped you. And like if you is there a tip or something you would give to somebody who says, I really think I'm a good writer, but how do they stay involved? Yeah. And I always say this, I am such an Aries and anybody who's an Aries listening to this totally gets what I'm saying. I'm a bright, shiny object girl. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not good. Mm -hmm. And when I decided to start hashtag Soboka blog, 
it kind of just came and you'll appreciate this, you know, traffic and uh, somebody like cut me off and I, I called my daughter and I was like, some jerk just cut me off. And I go, gosh, that's so Boca. And she goes, mom, I think you're onto something there. And I threw the hashtag in front of it. And I think part of, for me, I wanted something creative to do to balance out the business side of real estate, because let's face it, real estate is hard. It's not always as creative as we'd like. And if you are creative, it does stifle that, I think, a little bit here and there. And, and you need something else to express yourself. I don't have any hobbies. And my daughter and I were talking about that. We're hobbyless, you know, Aries people, but we like everything. And that's why. And so with the blog, I finally was like, okay, I can do this without even really researching how the heck to do a blog, right? So I totally did it backwards. If I were to start one now, I would be like, oh, so you need to keyword research the blog posts and you need to like, oh, SEO is actually important. <laughs> like, I mean, it was just like, more like, oh, I can just, I can do this. I can write this. I can, I can start an Instagram account for this. So I agree with you that there has to be consistency with it. And I was not consistent at first with it. Now, much more consistent. If I were to start a blog over again, I would have at least 10 articles ready to go. I say the same thing about Instagram. If you're going to start an Instagram account, have at least, you know, nine posts ready to go. So you don't have like that one post waving out in the wind. But I would say if you like to write or if you like to do video and maybe writing's not your thing, you can transcribe your video into a blog post. But I would say um, research how to start a blog, make it a niche blog. You want it drilled down. Don't, it can't be about everything because that does nothing. But most people have some specific niches. And I'm niching down now, even in the hashtag Soboka niche, because, well, one, we love to travel. My daughter's a flight attendant. We like food. We like wine. We're girls. We like girl talk. We like fashion and beauty. So we can talk about some of that. But I'm also hashtag over 50 midlife, right? And I'm a mom. So I've started another layer to Soboka, which is called My Midlife Flight because I want to give my voice, not that I don't want to talk about Boca all the time, but there's a lot of women who are in transition. And so I thought, oh, this is a good niche and I can tie it back into a lot of the things that we do. And so I would say staying consistent is not easy. It's like doing lead gen in real estate. Nobody's consistent with it. It's hard. It's like you have to block that time out. And so what I do now is I block time out like once a week if I'm going to write uh, posts. And the other thing is I have um, hired someone to help me with my content so that if I have some ideas, I'll have her rough it out. Then I'll go back in, I'll edit, put my voice to it, tweak it, and we're good to go. So that has helped me stay consistent, probably more so than anything, because now I have enough content to, to put out there. I think the other side of that is what's trending. Like, so when you're blogging, especially like a lifestyle blog, like, like, what do I want to blog about? Like, what's coming up? Oh, it's Mother's Day. Okay. I probably need to do something about that. And so having a content calendar is very helpful. You, you mentioned video. And for those that, you know, don't like to write, uh, it's a great option. However, there are a lot of people and you've, I know you've, you've, you've been, uh, you've done classes or you've, you've done presentations and you've talked to people about video and 95% of them say, I hate the way I look. I don't want to do video. I can never do video. You know. Come on, Michelle, what's the answer to that question? How do we how do we help people get over that fear and, and talk a little bit about your journey to video, how that worked for you? Okay, 
I always say, look, I'm 57. I'm not thrilled with how I look all the time on video. Hey, they have filters for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So I use filters if I'm not feeling it that day. And everyone will tell you, and I say all the time, and I'm I'm in a baseball cap today. I wear baseball caps all the time. If I'm not having to be in front of clients, I'm in a baseball cap. Just be yourself. I wear big wraparound black sunglasses and my baseball caps. Hey, a, a lipstick, I'm good to go. You know, there you go. I, did, I don't worry about that so much anymore. Um, at first I, I did, but then I realized, and I can thank the Kardashians for this, it's all about the angles. So I'm all about the angles. You know, if I, if I feel like, oh, this is not good, I'll just redo it. And that's the thing with video. You can delete what you did and start over, you know, and stories are... 15 seconds. You can do that. Go on. Uh, listen, Snapchat still has the best filters. I still use the Snapchat filters and then I download and save it. And I'll put that on Instagram sometimes too. But I would say I wouldn't overthink it. And if you have good content and you have something that is going to help someone, then I wouldn't worry so much about how you look. It's, it's more about, you know, how I think, how, how are you helping someone else? And, and if, if video's not your thing, then maybe voice is, but video, we know you get 10 times the engagement and views on video than you do on anything. So try it and practice with your kids, practice with someone like me. Um, you can uh, practice with yourself and then, you know, delete it and start over. I mean, I kind of did a lot of that with Snapchat when I was like, oh, okay, got to play around with stuff and see, see what your best look is. Maybe the dog face is your best look. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me ask you this. If for somebody listening and we're talking about video and there's so many different types of video out there today, recorded and edited video, you can talk about doing a live style, you know, Facebook live or an Instagram live video. You can talk about like a bomb mm-hmm. bomb video in your email. If you were going to try and give somebody one thing to focus on of all that stuff out there, what's which one are you going to make them uh, hit first? I think the easiest video platform is Instagram stories. I really do, hands down. I think your reach is fantastic. It's easy. I like YouTube, but you got to work at YouTube. You have to edit your videos. You have to have a big description. I think it's uh, the entry is, is not easy on it if you don't know how to do all of the pieces to it, like a thumbnail and, and all of that. So I would say start with Instagram. I think that's one of the easiest. And of course, Facebook's easy too. But Facebook doesn't have the same reach in their stories that Instagram does. And you can repurpose whatever you do on Instagram stories to your post on Instagram. You could share that to Facebook. You could, if your LinkedIn is your jam, you could share um, a video from Instagram to uh, LinkedIn. It just really depends on what you want to do. But I agree with you. Start with one platform and and really master that other than Facebook. I think most people are on Facebook. They know that they could do a Facebook Live may not be their jam. So have Facebook, have Instagram, and, you know, maybe, you know, do a little writing. Uh, Here's what I like to say, too, about Instagram is that if you pop a little video in a post and then you do, you know, your captions for it, all of a sudden you've got a micro blog post. And one of the things that I've done um, in the last years, I've gone back and looked at all my different Instagram posts and taken three or four of them and made them into one blog post. So I think the other issue that comes up with agents is the time. They don't have time 
to do a lot of things. So I'm all about the repurposing, the RP, repurpose. I think the the term pillar content has really taken off in the last, would say, year for sure, right? Where you have mm-hmm. one big thing that can be broken down many, multiple times into lots of different uh, pieces of content, right? That that you said repurpose and 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 make make your time well spent. Yes, you know? and don't overthink it. Like if a thousand words is too much for you, do three hundred and fifty. I know there's a lot of opinions out there on what length a blog post should be. I can't write a thousand word blog post, nor do I want to. And actually, one of the things that I'm doing now is I'm doing shorter blog posts and more frequent content. That works for my personality. It may not be the 100% right thing to do for SEO, but that works for me because if I have to, I'm looking at doing a thousand words of anything, I just, I, I shut down. Michelle, you're, you, you have an amazing depth of presence on social media across a lot of different channels. I mean, you were part of the Snap Pack on, still are on Snapchat. So you, you've, you really have, mm-hmm. like you said, that Aries in you takes you to a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. But I find, I find when I, when I, you see people present or, or um, talk to people who have that same level of expertise that you have in that field. There's always that one. It's usually a grumpy old man in the audience that says, yeah, but how's it helping your business? And so I'm sure you've heard that before. <laughs> How do you answer that question? I think we've all heard that before. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think a few ways. I am a big believer that free is fabulous and social media is free. So if you're going to do something on social media, make sure that at least, I'd say 50%, if I personally feel 50% at least, is tied it back to your business in a non-salesy way. And depending on your platforms, what what is your why? Like, for example, so I have agents that will say to me, why, you know, I, I, need, I need to be on Instagram. I'm like, but why? Who told you that? Well, you know, my coach. <laughs> and I'm like, okay well, what's your strategy with it? And it took me a while to figure that out. That's the thing. None of this is like, oh yeah, I did this right from the get-go. I had to figure it out. So for example, my Instagram account for real estate is uh, at the Michelle B. And for a while it was like, oh, kind of all over the place. But then I started to kind of settle in. I'm like, you know, I like talking about education, motivation, inspiration. That's really natural for me to like go to. And that's how my posts started going. And I think once I started doing that, then it put me out there as a trusted real estate agent to other agents. And I live in South Florida and you're in Florida and, you know, we get referrals Mm -hmm. from social media. So not just from Instagram, but from Facebook, from YouTube, from the blog, I have a closing coming up. It, It has come from someone from the snap pack. I just got off the phone with him and I said, we just got to clear to close. We're closing tomorrow. Boom. There you go. So there's there's an example right there. I'm doing some speaking and people that are organizing events have seen what I do on my little videos. And so does that help me with my business? Of course it does. That's a personal branding piece and a business branding piece. And the blog, I have had people, I'm working with some people now that are in Texas. They're going to relocate here. They found me on hashtag Soboka. So it does help. It takes a little time. It's like anything. You plant the seeds, you nurture your garden, and then things start to take off. And I, I think, you know, a good point here is I was a big early adopter 
of Facebook. Twitter has never been my jam. I don't get it. (laughs) But I do get Facebook and I get Instagram and I get video marketing and I'm, I'm jumping both feet in with Pinterest because of the SEO component and more so for Soboka and my lifestyle blog, not so much for real estate. That's just my personal um, take on it. That's where I think that's more of a lifestyle scenario for what I'm doing. I'm talking to you on the real estate sessions and you also are now a podcaster and your podcast is called the real estate influencer buzz playing off that Michelle B uh, that you've done so well. Great branding. Um, tell me about the idea and you know, the, the process of starting up the podcast and um, how it's going. Well, I definitely saw that voice marketing seems to have circled back over the last couple of years. I mean, you look at your uh, podcast. It's amazing. And you have fantastic information and guests. And I think it is a great opportunity for someone who doesn't want to be on camera, but they, they, but they want to do something similar. And I, I started off my podcast really for the consumer. Like, so for the first season, which I had to research that you could do seasons. Cause I was like, Oh my God, this is a snooze fest it was all for the consumer, like buying and selling and tips and all that. But Then I was like, you know, my natural inclination is to interview people and I'm inquisitive and I want to know, well, how did you do that? And layers to Soboka include affiliate marketing, a lot of the SEO, as I said, Pinterest and building brand collaboration. And so I looked at podcasting as, as another layer to my marketing and also to tie back in, I think more with my Instagram account because I am interviewing real estate influencers in the industry, but I'm also interviewing influencers, in my opinion, that are um, not in our industry that talk about how to use LinkedIn in our business, how to use YouTube. I had Karen Carr on, you know, early on, Karen was on talking about YouTube, Game Changer, by the way, that's a huge piece. Pinky Sue Benson. I'm having like people that I respect on who can share their information as to, well, this is what I did and it wasn't easy. And these are some of the things I went through and now this is what I'm doing. And I just, I just kind of felt like it was a natural to, to go in to to start a podcast. I, I don't think it's the easiest thing I've ever done, but now I'm starting to understand it more. And I mentioned to you that I went to PodFest and what I think really hit home was Pat Flynn was one of the keynotes. And he said, had I not started a podcast, this wouldn't have happened. And then he showed a bunch of different things. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. And I'm doing interviews like Facebook and Instagram live interviews with the occasional celebrity that comes here to town. And I I realized I could take the audio and turn that into a podcast. So I was like, oh, this is great. You know, again, doing the repurposing. So I don't know. It was just, again, Aries girl. I'm like, oh, that sounds great. Let me try it. <laughs> so, well, and we, that and Alexa flash briefing. So I do an Alexa flash briefing. So nice. That's the, uh, that's the daily minute or two that people can uh, activate that right uh, from their uh, Amazon account. And then they get a little taste of you every morning, right? Yeah, exactly. And again, I do some repurposing because not everybody's on Instagram. So sometimes I pull some things from that. 
I've been doing more little series, like, um, like three episodes, two minutes long each, like on how to start an Alexa flash briefing. Um, how can you use it in your business? Uh, what types of things can you actually use Lexi for? And, uh, or I'll talk about Instagram or I'll throw some inspirational, motivational things in there. So I find it really easy to just open up my anchor app on my phone and I record on that. I download it and then I upload it to my um, podcasting host. Yeah. And so again, it's just little things like that, that I think set you apart as a realtor where you can, you can market properties on there. You know, you can brand yourself on there. And again, going back to living in South Florida, we get referrals down here from agents all around the country. So I, I, I always say in my, especially in, in Lexa, because she's right here. So I want to say her name um, <laughs> that, you know, this is sponsored by Michelle, you know, the Michelle Bellisari with Remax services. If you're thinking of buying or selling, or you have a referral for sunny South Florida, think of me, Michelle B. There you go. So another way to brand yourself. And Michelle, I'm, I'm kind of wrapping up on time here for you. I'm going to get you back to work. I, I want to ask sure. you though, this question, who, who are some of the people that you follow in the industry? You know, it's, Something I'm really big on is uh, finding the people that are doing things that are, I, I don't want to call them transferable, but but duplicatable or, you know, something that others can use. Um, so for you, who are those people that you look to and go, wow, look what they're doing. I can do something similar. Well, obviously, I love Pinky Sue Benson. Pinky Nose Naples. Great inspiration uh, to me when I was thinking about doing something with Soboka. People from the Snap Pack, for sure, like Dustin Brome and Jason Frazier. Chelsea Pites, uh, I've mentioned Karen Carr. Uh, these are these are people that are out of the box thinkers. They're sharers. They're always looking to what's the next great innovative thing that you can layer with what you're already doing. Obviously, love what you're doing. I I think there's such a great opportunity to look at some you know people in particular. Like I know you interview some great people, and I'm I'm thinking like Ricky Caruth. I just did an interview with him. I love his style. I love what he's doing. He's he's changing people's real estate lives yep. with just saying, if you just do this, you could do this. You know, okay, that's simple. And realtors, I think, need simple and not easy, but just simple. You know, don't complicate it. So I do. I follow, and then I, you know, I follow, I follow influencers outside of our industry because of Soboka, which tend to be lifestyle accounts, lifestyle bloggers, locals in my own area, who I think are fantastic. You know, there's some amazing lifestyle bloggers here that I do shout outs for all the time on Soboka's Instagram, because they've been mentors to me. And most of them are much younger than me, which is cool. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this up with the same question that I've asked every guest since Jay Thompson on episode one. And that's if, if you could give one piece of advice to a new agent, just getting started in the business, what would it be? Number one, learn how to list properties. You will thank me later. Listing is the way to go. Get a mentor, learn how to list, and list your you-know-what off because you have control over your time, you have control over your finances, and you will get to a point in your life like I did in 2011 after my husband had an accident and I had a lender call me and I did 30% of her buyers. She said, I think you need to take a step back. And I said, I agree with you. I had too much going on at home and, and stress. And I realized I needed to focus on a listing niche, which has turned into three listing niches because I have three, I work with probate, seniors of downsize and divorce. 
but the listing to last mentality will serve a new agent so well. And they don't hear that enough. They don't need to buy leads. They need to focus on listings, generate leads from their own listings, right? And stop buying into all these darn programs that you don't need. You don't have the money to do it. So don't do it. <laughs> I think of uh, in 190, this is episode 195. That has not been the answer before. So you've done it. You've done the impossible. You've come wow. up with a unique answer. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, there you go. Well, good. Maybe some new agents will listen to me, you know, because I, I didn't have that advice. And listen, I love buyers, but at 57, I'm spending my weekends with my fam. If I have an opportunity to fly out to Vegas or fly somewhere because of Kylie, my younger daughter, by the way, is an amazing photographer. Um, and my girls influence me, by the way, big time. They are big influencers to me. But if I have the opportunity to go to the Keys or jump on a flight somewhere, do I want to be obligated to a buyer? No. If I have listings, I don't have as deep, I have the obligation, but I'm not having to physically go out and run around like crazy. You know, right. it's just, that's where I'm at in my life. Michelle, if somebody wants to reach out to you and there are many ways to do that, what's the best way? I would say, feel free to go to my blog, SoBoca, S3Os, Boca, B-O-C-A dot com. Follow me on Instagram at SoBoca, S3Os, Boca. And realtors in particular, follow at the Michelle because that's where I spend most of my time these days. And I have links to everything else in the bio. So that's at the Michelle with one L, B double E as in Bumblebee. Michelle, thank you so much for your time today. I really, uh, I mean, this has been a blast. I knew it would be because I've, I watch what you do online and I know how much fun you have with your, with everything you do online. So um, like I said, continued success. And uh, thanks again. Oh, thank you so much and continued success with your show. It's fabulous. I love it, love it, love it.